Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to two places, Romans 12, uh, we're going to read chapter or verse 2, and then also Mark the 16th chapter uh, in verse 9. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and Mark 16 and 9. We'll be going there in just a moment. Today we are celebrating Easter. Amen? Isn't it great? The work that Christ accomplished for us through His death, burial, and resurrection, the work of the cross, the work of Christ, is all about one thing, and that is redemption. Amen? Aren't you glad that you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and Jesus has saved your life? Redemption. It's about that moment that our lives are restored to a right relationship with God. Not only is that a moment where our lives are changed, but it is a defining moment in the life of every individual. It's a moment that that you step into the presence of God and the trajectory of your life is changed forever. A moment when direction and identity and your future are redefined. It's a moment when we realize it is less about what I have done, a moment when I realize it is not even about what I am doing, but it is more about who I am serving. Amen? It's not about what you've done. It's not about what you're doing. But it's about who you put your faith in, your confidence in, who you're serving, and who you're living for in this life. That's what makes the difference. And that's what redefines us as people. We believe this at this church. And it's one of the things that I think that we've shared a couple of times. But something that I definitely think is just worth mentioning over and over again. Our belief is that... That, that God is more concerned with who you are becoming more than He is concerned with what you are doing. I'm going to say it again to you. We believe that God is more concerned about who you are becoming in your life rather than what you've done or what you are doing. He's much more focused on your journey and who you're becoming. Here's what we believe is that none of us have arrived Right? None of us are perfect. None of us have, have reached the level where, where we're just there with God. We're struggling and we're working towards something. And we believe that as long as we're moving in a journey toward God and to a deeper relationship with Him, that that's what God's concerned about and that's His focus rather on what we are doing. Amen. I don't know about you, but when I think like that, And when I realize that my life is a journey about growing towards God and growing in a relationship with Jesus Christ, it frees me to know that just because I drop the ball from time to time in my life and I make a mistake here in this moment or in another moment, that it's okay, God's still on my side and He's still for me and He still wants me as His own. That's what it's about. We believe because of the cross and because of Christ's resurrection that His grace is able to overcome my weaknesses and failures and keep me reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. 
that my life is more about my desire to follow Him and serve Him than it is about my inability to always succeed in that pursuit. We have an, we have an inability to always succeed in the pursuit of serving and living up to what we even think God expects for our lives, but I'm thankful for His grace that covers a multitude of sins, that covers my weaknesses and my failures, and steps in on the scene of my life and changes my story and my life. Romans 12.2 talks about such a, such a thing, and it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Don't align yourself with its ideologies and its way of doing life, but rather allow Jesus to step into your situation. Let Him step upon the scene of your life. Let Him begin to describe for you and lay out for you a new way of living, a way that is directed by His his love and His grace and His faithfulness in our lives. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God desires for each and every person in this place to have a moment where we are redefined. A moment when we walk no longer according to this world, but we are transformed to walk with Him through this life. And so this morning I want to preach to you for the next few minutes on the subject, redefined, redefined. Would you pray with me today? Father, we thank you for your love and your grace that fills this house today. Lord, I thank you for every soul. I thank you for every individual. Lord, I thank you that you are in this place and you are here to meet us right where we are. God, I'm thankful for moments where you have redefined my life and where you have redefined others' lives, God, that are sitting all across this place. Father, I pray today that if there be someone here that is on the front side of a moment with you, God, that today you would show up in this house and that you would draw them to you, God, and show them what your grace and your mercy and your love and your hope can do for them. Let us walk in a place of being redefined by you. God, change the trajectory of lives today, Father. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Today I want to take a moment and I want to look at an example in the Bible of a lady who chose to allow the Lord to redefine her life. Uh, and so if you'll look with me to Mark 16, uh, what I believe is Mary in our text today, she can be an inspiration probably to everybody in this place. I, I, I truly believe that. I believe that if you'll uh, listen to what uh, the pastor's saying today and if you'll hear from the Lord today, I think you're going to find some points of connection with her that can help you perhaps as you journey on with God. Mark 16 and 9 says, Now when he rose early on the first day of the week. This is speaking of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus has come to the cross. He has been crucified on the cross. He has been buried in the tomb for three days. And now he has stepped out of the, the tomb. And the stone has been rolled away. And he steps back into this world as a resurrected, risen Savior. He is alive and well. And it says, Now he, when he arose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, what manner of woman is this that Jesus Christ 
would choose to appear to her first. I mean, you think about the fact that what Jesus has just done has not just been a moment in time, but it has been the moment in time. It has been the most pivotal moment in the creation of the world, the the history of humanity. It is the moment that will echo throughout the entirety of eternity. And in this moment, when he rises from the grave, the very first person that he chooses to stand in front of, the very first person that he chooses to speak to is this woman, Mary Magdalene. When I hear that and I think about that, I think, wow, what kind of person must she have been? What great feats must she have accomplished as a Christian? When we read about her life story, there's not a lot about Mary in the book, in the the Bible. As a matter of fact, when you read about Mary Magdalene, there's only a few places that we actually know anything about her. And they're all really surrounding the same context. You'll find her mentioned in all four of the Gospels, but you find her mentioned in all four of the Gospels around the same occurrence, and that is Jesus' resurrection. She is the first person that Jesus speaks to, and it's recorded by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so, here she is. She's only mentioned about surrounding Jesus' resurrection. She is the first one to see and speak with Jesus. And after he is raised from the dead, he chooses her to be his first spokesperson. She is told to take the news back to the other disciples, to tell them that Jesus is alive. And she becomes the first herald, the first envoy of his resurrection. Now, when I think about what that means to be the first person to see and speak with Jesus after his rise in triumph over sin and death. What a great privilege and what a great honor that is. It has to mean that Mary Magdalene was this standout Christian, right? It has to mean that her life was good and meaningful. That her life was fully, 100% devoted to God and that she had not had Slip-ups and failures and mistakes, a troubled and checkered past. She hadn't had any of those things. It has to mean if God was choosing to show himself first to this woman, she must have been a select kind of Christian. Surely, she grew up in a Christian home. Surely, she spent her entire life serving God. Certainly, without a doubt, she probably has never really failed God. Oh, yeah, she's had the occasional slip-ups, the minor things, the occasional lie, the the occasional act of disobedience, but nothing too serious, Just, just minor things. Without a doubt, she certainly was no alcoholic. She was certainly someone who had never committed adultery. She was certainly someone who was not full of hate or bitterness or so on, she couldn't have been that person for God to choose to show himself to her first. Surely, surely, she was not this on again, off again kind of Christian. Surely, she was not one to have grown up in an abusive home, or dealt with rejection, or faced neglect in her life. Surely, this Mary that Jesus is now appearing to, was never told 
that she was worthless or that she would never amount to anything. Right? Of course, it has to be that way. God can't use broken, messed up, shattered lives. If He's going to appear to someone, it has to be someone who has it all together. See, many of us in this place today, we make the same mistake about Mary that we would make just in seeing people in your everyday life, people in this church. We would look at them and we'd say, yeah, God's using them. They've probably never gone through the things that I've gone through. They've probably never faced the difficulties and the challenges. They've always been Christians. They've always served the Lord. They've they've always had their lives in order. We make the same mistake. We make the same assumption because we see where people are and we think because that's where they are that this is how their life has always been. That they were just born victorious. That they were just born overcomers. That they were just born successful, favored by God and blessed. And the mistake we make is really this that we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. We compare our behind the scenes, my struggle, my feelings, the moments that no one else knows about, the challenges of my secret sins and my troubled life and my past that I've not shared with anybody because I haven't found the courage or someone I trust enough to share that with and I've chosen to hide. We, we, we compare everybody else's highlight reel to our behind the scenes. We see them coming to church and they're dressed looking good. They got it all together. They use fancy words like righteousness and holiness. And we think because they have it all together, they look right and they know how to speak, that their lives have never been a mess like mine. But let's look at the other side of Mary's life here and let's read the rest of Mark 16.9. It's now said, Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons hold up pastor are you telling me that this church lady this one chosen to be the first one Jesus speaks to and reveals himself to wasn't always that way are you telling me that this lady who has been chosen to be the first voice of the new covenant is a lady with a past That she's a lady with a history of failure and mistakes. A lady with such a terrible spiritual condition that Jesus had to cast seven demons out of her. Now I want you to think about this for a moment. What kind of condition, what kind of situations have you faced in your life? What trouble have you dealt with from your childhood that you grow up being oppressed and full of not one demon but seven demons? What abuse had she undergone? What pain and trouble and struggle had she faced all of her life to come to this place 
where Jesus has to step into her life and cast out seven demons just to get her where she needs to be. I would, I would be bold enough to say that there's not a person in this place today that finds themselves in as bad of situation as Mary has found herself in when she first meets Jesus. What struggle, what difficulty, what pain, what, what brings about that kind of condition? You see, prior to Jesus, Mary's life was a mess. It was speculated. It's speculated that her profession was prostitution. That that's what she did to make a living. If that's true, and I, I tend to believe that it is, you can't be in a worse condition and situation physically and spiritually than facing abuse and neglect and misuse, have, having no value in your life, and then also dealing with the spiritual condition that she finds herself in. She is a walking disaster. Spiritually oppressed, physically oppressed, being used and abused every single day of her life. So then the question is, so what happened to get her from there, from where we know she was, to where she is in this moment in the text? I would say to you today that an encounter with Jesus changed her life. An encounter with Jesus changed her life. He found her in her condition, but he didn't leave her there. And he will find you wherever you are if you'll allow him to, and he won't leave you there. He'll bring you further along. He'll help you to overcome. He'll redefine your life if you'll allow him to do so. Amen. Amen. She came to Jesus with what she was. All of her failures, all of her mistakes, her condition, her history of abuse and neglect. And in a moment, he changes her identity, her direction, and her future. All of it, all of it is redefined. No, I'm, I'm going to submit to you this, this morning that she didn't change instantly. She had challenges and failures along the way and her, and, her, and her struggles along the way, but her failures and her challenges no longer defined who she was. In a moment, Jesus now has changed her life and he is now directing her life. And she is growing through the weaknesses and the struggles that is surrounding her. So let me ask you, what can a moment with Jesus do for you? What could a moment with Jesus do in your life? I would say the same thing he did for Mary. Because what we find as we look at Mary's life and as we look at her journey, we find that she's redefined first by Jesus' grace. She's redefined by grace. Grace is that quality of Jesus that says, Yes, I see all that you have. Done, I see all that you are. I see all your failures and all that you are and all that you've done. I died for every bit of it. I gave my blood and my life so that every single failure and, and fault could be covered. Grace says, I see who you are, but I've got it covered this morning. Grace says, I'm able to overcome your weaknesses and your failures. 
No matter where you find yourself today, no matter what condition and situations plague your life, there is a Jesus whose blood was shed at Calvary's cross, who died and was buried and resurrected. And that Jesus' grace can cover every fault and every failure. You too can be redefined by His grace. His grace is here this morning and it is saying, it doesn't matter what you've done, where you are, and the mess you're in, I've got it covered today. God says I can deal with whatever you bring to me. And as I've already mentioned, you're not going to find a more extreme example in Scripture than you find in Mary. She is in one of the worst conditions a person can be in. And yet a moment with Jesus changes it all. The second thing that we see is not only though she redefined by grace, but she was also redefined by hope. I think it's safe for us to say that prior to this encounter with Jesus, Mary probably had no hope. She didn't have a lot of reason to get up in the morning. You know what I'm talking about? She didn't have a lot of reason to to embrace life and and get excited about life. She had to wrestle in her spiritual condition and then she also had to deal with the physical realities that surrounded her life. She was not a person that was full of hope. But thank God for a Savior who finds us on the road of life. And wherever she was in that moment when Jesus stepped on to the scene of her situation, I'm thankful that He dispensed to her hope He gave her a future. He began to speak to her about life and about hope and about a change that could come. If she could accept Him as Savior, she could also receive all the hope that she would need to keep living life. I would say there's probably people in this place today that you may be struggling to find hope this morning. But I want you to know today that if you will allow Jesus an opportunity in your life, He will give you new hope. He will give you new hope. But pastor, I've gone too far. I have lost out with God. I've done too much or too much has happened to me. You've never gone too far that He can't reach you and He can't redeem you. He knows where you're at this morning. Listen to me. Speaking this to somebody today. He knows exactly where you're at this morning. Some of you feel like you're so disconnected from the Lord that He doesn't have a clue about your situation and where you are. If He was able to find this demon-possessed woman, He can certainly find His way to you today. He loves you. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly the struggles. He knows every tear you've cried. He's been there through it all. And He's waiting for you to reach out to Him as He reaches back to you. And He will begin to redefine your life through grace and hope. The third thing is she was redefined by love. God's love for Mary reached past her condition and failures. The Bible tells us that there is absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. It saw past, God's love saw past the fact that she was a prostitute. He didn't let that sidetrack him. He saw past the fact that she was demon-possessed and that her life had been a string of one mess up after another. He looked past all that into the person that she could be with His blood applied to her life. His love today sees beyond where we are. It sees beyond where you are right now. 
It sees beyond the past that you've experienced. It sees beyond the hurt and the pain and the trouble and the trials. It accepts us as we are and begins to work in us His power and grace to change us into what we were created to be. His love won't leave you in your mess, but it will reach past all of it and it will pull you into His loving arms. Mary is what she is today as we read in the text. Not because she was perfect. Not because she always had it together. Not because she grew up in the right environment with the right opportunities and the right personality with the right gifts and the right talents. It wasn't because of that. It was simply because Jesus stepped onto the scene of her life and she chose Him back as He chose her. And she began to walk in the direction that He had laid out for her. She's what she is today because of grace, because of hope, and because of love. She was transformed and redefined by a moment with God. And every person in this place can experience that too. I want to ask the worship team to come. Everyone in this church today is in one of two places. You're either standing on the front side of a redefining moment or you're standing on the back side of it. For those of you that are standing on the back side of that moment, everything I'm speaking to you this morning, you clearly understand because you've been Mary at one time or another and you've stood on the road of life waiting for Jesus to come to intervene redirect your life for the others in this place you're standing on the backside, and you may still be in this house today and struggling and saying pastor I hear what you're saying I see Mary in the text but I'm just telling you you don't know what I've gone through I'm saying to you that everybody in this place regardless of what they look like right now has gone through some stuff. They have past that they've had to deal with and are still dealing with. They've had sins that have defined them and they needed Jesus to step into their lives and redefine what sin has spoken over them. So this morning, this morning we want to just give you some of those examples to show you that Mary's life And Mary's story is every single person's story and life in this place. That we've all needed Jesus to come in, to change us, and to give us a new direction. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 945 for Sunday school and at 1030 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river.